This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The first edition of Jewish Affairs was brought out by the South African Jewish Board of Deputies in 1941. It is a quarterly academic magazine that focuses on every aspect of Jewish life. This month is the launch of a standalone Jewish Affairs website whereby you can access previous articles. I'm absolutely delighted to have my colleague David Sachs, who's also the editor of Jewish Affairs, join me now to tell me about this historic launch as well as the history of Jewish Affairs. David, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks, Felice. Nice to be back on again. It was actually during the war that first Jewish Affairs was launched. Can yes, you tell yes. me about the decisions at the time? Well, at the time, uh, you know, it, it was felt that by the board that there was a need for a, a vehicle, a bulletin to keep the Jewish community informed about the very serious events of the day, uh, which was the war itself, plus, of course, the big rise of anti-Semitism in South Africa, which was a big problem at the time. That's what it was. It was kind of a report back bulletin for the Jewish Board of Deputies. And it fulfilled that role uh, in the years to come, but it also grew over time into um, into a, a broader cultural, historical, philosophical, uh, current affairs journal on all kinds, as the title um, suggests, Jewish affairs, a very broad title, but anything to do with, uh, with Jewish history and culture and thought um, came to go, you know, because it came to comprise what the journal published. David, when did you start editing Jewish affairs? Took over temporarily, beginning of 1999, and officially took over in the middle of that year. So I guess I'm the longest serving editor over the last uh, 80 years now. Some very distinguished people have edited it. The last editor was uh, the late Professor Joseph Sherman, who was one of the world, uh, leading world Yiddishists, a very, very well known man in academic circles. So it has an academic edge to it. What are the criteria for an article to be in Jewish affairs? Well, there's the length question. Uh, we, it's between 1,000 and 6,000 words is what we say officially. Uh, sometimes we get longer, much longer pieces, which we publish installments. For example, the, the Holocaust memoirs of Don Krauss, we published, published in five installments. So I think it's one of the most important things we've published over the last few, few years. All of that is you can access that on the site. You just have to do a search for Don Krauss, child of the concentration camp. Um, uh, there's the history of Herber House. I think you spoke, you spoke to Stuart Buxbaum about, uh, about that. We did that in three parts. But normally, uh, to, it's, it's standalone articles of between, well, a thousand words is very short, uh, but, but, you know, uh, but you can have that as short as that to about six thousand words. And they, the idea is to have proper academic substance. It's, it, it, it's got to be properly researched, but, uh, you don't have to t- turn yourself inside out to the sort of be, of your peer reviewed, uh, academic journal standard. It's, it's the golden mean between, uh, frivolous and, uh, and academic. Something that, um, uh, that will, that will appeal to the, the average intelligent reader who wants to learn more and is interested in the subject. And David, what strikes me about Jewish affairs is the broad depth of articles that are, appear, anything from the Anglo-Boer War to even more recently the Border War to, um, Jan Smuts and his relationship with the Jewish community, Arcadia House, Stalin. There's just, there's no topic that cannot and hasn't been discussed in Jewish affairs. And maybe you can just explore some of the themes. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned the word themes because uh, it was decided when planning this new website, uh, we were going to uh, group not according to chronology, um, but according to theme. And we we identified eight of them. I'll I'll go through them quickly. Jewish history, South Africa, which is the largest one. And within that are sub-themes. Um, uh, the, there's a sub theme on politics and human rights, for example. 
that's something we've done a, a, a great deal about. This is the only journal that I know of that pub, that publishes regular material on the Jewish anti-apartheid activists over the years. So we've done a lot of original research on that. Then there's obviously anti-Semitism. The Holocaust is a big is a big one. Zionism in Israel, Jewish history in general, which talks about other diaspora countries, uh, under politics, culture, and religion. That was quite a hard one. But uh, under there, there, there is material on on uh, Tanakh, on, on Judaism, and Jewish literature, and music, and the, the whole the whole gamut. We we had a section. We've got a section on personalities, the specific people who uh, made their mark, you know, Eli Wiesel or Recently, the uh, Sarah Bar- Sarah Goldblatt. Um, did you interview? You did interview the author of the Sarah Goldblatt book uh, recently on your show. Uh, the one of the founders uh, of modern day Afrikaans, one of the pioneers of modern Afrikaans, uh, which, which is quite. She was lovely. Yes, yes, she, she was, was lovely. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yes, well, what are the other the other topics? Uh, um, then there's book reviews and original poetry and uh, and fiction. Uh, our contributors in, uh, from the past they include uh, the poet Sidney Klaus, who was very, you know quite and um, Nadine Gordimer published her first article, her first story ever in, was in Jewish affairs. So she was a subscriber right till the end of her until her death a few years ago. So it it it, it really does have a it's eighty. It's eighty years of community history, and um, the story of South African Jewry is really contained to a large extent uh, within this, you know, by this journal. Um, I mean, so it's I mean, very exciting. Articles... To so obviously, we had to we had to move away from the print format to the the online, and it's been a it's been complicated. But we're up and running, and I really hope people make use of it. You have the, um, you also have the Jewish affairs, while we're on the topic of themes, that have, um, like, for example, theatre. And some of the Jewish affairs have really mm. become like the definitive voice on Jewish theatre where you've got a whole addition to Jews who've participated throughout the ages. I remember there was a, a beautiful one about Jewish journalists, um, by Owen Manoy. Just in terms of themes that you've looked at through the years. Well, on the, or just the South African, uh, the South African Jewish history, we call it history, uh, I mentioned politics and human rights. There's also, um, the economy, the, some, there's an economy and professions section, a section on communities and congregations. So, um, it's about specific, well, communities in South Africa ranging from uh, Johannesburg all the way down to, um, Calvinia, you know, in the Western Cape, uh, from the, from the little, Dorpies down to the, to the big cities. There's, there's that section. The Jewish sportsmen, they're not terribly many of them, but there were some. And, uh, so we published some very interesting articles on that. Military, uh, you mentioned, uh, obviously the Boer War, First and Second World War, Israeli, the Israeli wars, especially Israeli war of independence, and many South Africans have fought in that. And most recently, uh, a first for us is we published a, a memoir of the border war, you know, in Angola. I found it fascinating, uh, what, what these guys went through. Yiddish boys, you know, who, who knew? And it's been top secret up until now. They can only start, they can only now officially talk about what they experienced because they signed some kind of confidentiality agreement or something under the Secrets Act. So I hope that people will draw some attention, you know, some notice. David, what have you noticed in terms of trends over the last 15 years? Trends of, uh, for Jewish affairs, for the journal? Yes. Or... Yeah. Things that have, you talk about now that you wouldn't have, well, you mentioned the border war, but like the focus, uh, is it an indication of the focus of the Jewish community? Uh, for example, well, I mean, an obvious one is women. Yeah. 
the role that different um, women have played in different aspects of both Zionism and Jewish life here in South Africa. No, I've been, noticed been, that. Uh, I've, I've, I've noticed, largely thanks to our women contributors who are, who, uh, are quite dominant, actually. But th- uh, they are the ones who are identifying some really rom- remarkable women who have, over the, the last two centuries, in South Africa particularly, who have uh, played a big role in communal affairs. Um, and we're publishing more and more of that. Um, Gwyn Robbins, you mentioned, uh, Veronica Belling's been a, mar- a marvel as well. She's just written, she wrote on, uh, uh, you know, on, on Sarah Goldblatt and uh, Fanny Kinnaman and, you know, Gandhi's secretary and basically PA, if you like. She, she played a very big role in the Indian passive resistance movement in South Africa. Uh, her name was Sonia Schlesen. Uh, so yes, he's, uh, we, we published a lot more on Jewish women, which is f- obviously filling a, a, um, a large gap in, in, in the record. So that certainly has been a trend of the last 15 years. David, the difference was that prior to 1990, you had nothing on Jewish anti-apartheid activists. You know, we, we uh, our community, uh, uh, we, we didn't exactly embrace those such people before then. But after then, you, you've seen a whole uh, a whole trickle that's become semi-flood, really, of, of articles on Jewish human rights activists, not just anti-apartheid, including those who supported Gandhi, for example. That's also a new trend. My last question that we have time for, the launch of a new website. Um, it's a standalone website. Every article for the last 15 years can be accessed, as you say, under themes. Tell me a little bit more about this, uh, the website. Okay. Look, I mean, I'm old school and I've really battled to get my head around how it all works. I'm getting there. I think the best advice I've got is for people to just go there and browse and uh, do go through the various categories and uh, do word searches and just see what's been published over the last uh, 15 years. We hope to go back further back than that, you know, as we go along and then they put all eventually put all of it on uh, on the site. Well, um, but in the meantime, there's more than enough um, articles that um, really they they could, that's the advantage I think of, of of bringing this out. Another advantage is that you can republish items that uh, relatively few people saw. Uh, it would only have really have been our subscribers who got the, the physical journal delivered to them, po- uh, posted to them, who would have seen those articles. And now everybody around the world can <laughs> can uh, just easily access it. It's it's free. Um, maybe we'll just give the, I'll just give what, what is the exact address. Let me get it right because uh, I could quite easily get it wrong. The usual HTTP, etc. Jewish Affairs, one word, .co.za. That's it. Go and have a look and uh, have a browse and uh, see what you can find. It's a, it really is a treasure trove. That it I is a treasure trove and uh, uh, 80 years, it's time for it to kind of, it's now modernized as well. It's on the website and it's just accessible to a lot more people and um, they really are gems. Talk about your treasure trove. There are gem articles and there is something for everybody because the, the range is so broad. So yeah, please yeah. do go onto that website, Jewish Affairs. And uh, David, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. That was my colleague David Sachs, who's the Associate Director of the Jewish Board of Deputies and the Editor of Jewish Affairs.